Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. This is an Irish independent podcast. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. Folks, more than any other summer uh, that I've seen over the last couple of years, this summer has been a break for people. August has been the kind of month where people have down tools, they've left the country to get some sunshine, they've gone away and they've taken a total break. They've let loose in terms of food, exercise, maybe more alcohol than normal. And September is absolutely like the new January in terms of people getting in touch, looking to get fit, get in shape to reset, to restart, and to get back on track. And this episode is a top tips episode designed to help you do exactly that. As ever, I'll try and make it simple, make it easy, and make it doable for you. What I've seen time and time again is that when people try to reset, what they tend to do is they tend to do too much too soon. Big, scary goals. with stuff they really don't enjoy, they really don't like to do. They do massive restrictive diets. They don't create real lifelong wellness and health goals. And that reset becomes short term. And then it spirals into the effect where that you may get some short term results and then you undo all of that work. You feel bad about yourself and then you start over and over and over again. So let's try not to do that. Let's try and uh, ensure that that doesn't happen. But before we start all of that, I want to just reassure you, give you a little bit of self-compassion, self-love around the fact that you needed that break. You needed that downtime. We've all done it. Even myself this summer, I was in France for a week and you do drink more alcohol than normal. You do have uh, a change in routine and a change in diet. You need all of those things. So don't beat yourself up. Uh, Women especially tend to do that. They reflect, they review, they look back on the summer. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I had whatever. We all needed it. We're under massive stress as a society, uh, as a nation. uh, The stress levels have never been higher. So it's okay to have fun and to have let loose over the summer. But you do want to reset and you do want to get back on track. And it all starts with the very simple reason, which is why do you want to do that? And we ask all of our clients that when we start with them, why? Why get in touch? So if you're listening in today, I would say, why do you want to listen in? And hopefully it's to get the tips. Well, then... Why do you want to make that change? Why do you want to reset? And the key thing here is what you're really looking for is finding a reason and finding a goal that is strong enough to overcome the challenges that are going to come your way. Because it will be hard. Change is difficult. Uh, Change in terms of health and wellness is even more difficult. So it's really important to spend some time looking at that. And get a pen and paper out, spend an hour, put some music on, get a cup of tea. Review what may have not have worked for you before when you tried to get healthy and look at why you want to do it. Because no one can force you to make that change. No one can get someone healthy. You have to want to do it and you have to want it more 
than the tough days and the challenging days that come your way. Uh, brides, for example, are brilliant uh, at this. You ask them what their why for getting in touch and training is, and it's that walking down the aisle moment. It's that moment of the dress, the aisle. It's very strong. It's a very deep-rooted reason. Therefore, they're very motivated, and they'll do exactly what you ask them to do. Uh, holidays are really good. For grandparents, it tends to be not being able to play with the grandkids, or for parents often too, that they're not fit enough to keep up with the lives that their young children want them to lead. I know myself, I have two young children at home, uh, or, or my son in particular is incredibly active. Uh, so you need to be fit to be able to keep up with them. It's a great why. Or uh, an event is really good. Um, clothing can be really good too. But it has to be strong, and that's the first thing to start with. And don't go on to all the other stuff, because unless you identify that why, everything else is so much more difficult. So once you find that why, well, the next bit in terms of your reset is that you make it visible. Uh, you don't just hide it. You don't just put it away. Uh, you make it visible in terms of a photograph, a memory, uh, a trigger point that you're going to see time and time and time again. Uh, putting a photograph of that holiday on a fridge, for example, is a really good place to have it because you see it all the time. Myself, and I've done this all across my life. When I was in school, I started doing it in my in my homework journal. I'd put, you know, I put quotes in about things or I put photographs of cars that I wanted to attain or uh, races that I wanted to do or events that I wanted to do. And I still do that now. So, my next event is the Galleyhead Swim. It's been it's been uh, postponed and moved to a couple of weeks time. So I've got a picture of the Galleyhead in my office where I train uh, and where so I see it consistently all the time. That triggers my subconscious mind to say uh, focus on that goal, to go training, to do the long swims and all of that. So the, the vision board or the visualization is crucial. Find out why and then make it visible and come back to it time and time and time again and put it somewhere that you know that you're going to see it on a regular basis. I think Americans are fantastic at that. Irish people, not so much. We tend to shy away from things like that. But it's become more and more commonplace, that idea of the vision board, the vision, seeing your goal, seeing your target and working towards it because it's really, really, really important. That It's you know, you see manifestation as a very popular word now. That's been around forever. It's the idea of seeing where you want to go. Uh, it's like if I said to you, we're all going to go to a spa hotel. You can see that spa hotel in your mind. You know that we're going to go there. You almost instantly relax before you've even got there because you see it in your mind's eye. And that's what your goal should look like. I can see the galley head swim. I can see the lighthouse. I can see myself swimming around the lighthouse. And to do that, I have to do all the training. So it forces me to make that change and to get the training into my life. Next up is tackling the hard stuff. You have your why, you've made it visible. Now it's tackling the stuff that's going to get in the way. For a lot of us, that can be the people that we hang around with. I'm not suggesting you drop your friends or lose all your friends. But what I am suggesting is if they're going to get in your way, you need to talk to them and have the conversation, which is, I want to do this. I want to make this change in my life. I'm telling you about it because I want your help. Uh, that you know, you you're you're a direct result of the people that you hang around with. So if you hang around with people who are naturally un inherently unhealthy, chances are that's how you're going to be. If you hang around with people who are active and do things active and do uh, sports and all of that, that's what you're going to do too. So sometimes change ne mean needs hard decisions. So I would look around at your situation and say, okay, well, what do I need to do to make that change? 
And sometimes they, it's starting with stuff like that. It's having a chat with your partner saying, well, I want to do an Ironman. I want to do a marathon. I want to do, I want to lose weight. I want to watch less television. I want us as a couple to uh, have less screen time and talk more in the evenings. They're big changes that need to happen, but it's important to have those conversations. Some of the other changes are, you know, a little bit simpler and a little bit more fun, such as you want to get more movement in your day. So get off the bus one stop earlier, get off the train one stop earlier, stand as much as you can, use the stairs as opposed to, you know, all those tips that we've time and time again we've talked about. I'm not going to go through them. But the bigger, there's bigger change and smaller change. So tackle them. Take on the big stuff first. Take on the one that you really don't want to talk about, first of all, because that's the biggest thats the biggest hurdle that you're going to face. Uh, take that on. And a lot of the time, it's using talk therapy to do it. So it's chatting, having the chat, having the conversation. My tip around that would be that have the conversation with someone outside of the house or outside of the office. Go for coffee. Go for lunch. Go for a walk. But don't try to have it in the scenario in a household, maybe, where it's stressful or in the office workplace where it's stressful have that conversation in a safe space, a relaxing space, that it's much easier to have the conversation in. Because change is hard. We've discussed that already. So have that, make those uh, conversations happen. Tackle the big scary stuff in terms of things that you know you need to change. And then look at the smaller stuff because the smaller stuff adds up. The more movement you get in the day, the better. And small little bits will help. So at the start of the, the, the episode, we've looked at those big bits the why, the vision board, tackling the change and making that change happen. Then I want to bring you through the reset things that people will generally do this time of year and give you my opinion on them in terms of how to do it the healthiest way. What most people will do is most people will look at food as one of the big changes that they're going to make. They're going to apply whatever the latest fad diet is, whether it's a meal replacement or keto or whatever. So let's take a deep breath before we go at this. The key thing is that we're not trying to, to, to short-term, quick-fix solution anything. We're trying to make you well. Myself as a brand, no matter what I do, whether it's podcasts, books, TV, it's trying to get people well for the long term. If you want to eat healthier, well, eat healthier. You're the person who makes that decision. But enable yourself to eat healthier. You do that by planning and preparation. So getting a food shop done, getting everything in that you need once a week, stocking up all the all the places that you spend time with the food that you want to eat. That's the first thing. Secondly is that you uh, you look at your meals. Uh, so in terms of the, the, the nutrient quality of those meals, a really easy way to do that is the, 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 the plate that you're eating on. Half the plate is salad or veg, a quarter protein and a quarter carbohydrate. And the, all the plates for the meals that you eat should resemble roughly that kind of setup. Half color, a quarter, and a quarter. And use that simple tool because there's, that's a very simple change. We talked about changes earlier. It's a very simple way to make the change that you want. Look at the plates that you're eating. More color, adequate protein, and some carbohydrate there too. Have your planning done, get your food shop done, and then eat every three hours. That's what my own clients do. That's what I tend to do. Breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. If you want to eat healthier, that's exactly what you do. The reason for that is your blood sugars are more stable over the course of the day. You make better decisions. You feel better. You have more energy. And you're eating slow-release, uh, low-glycemic index foods. Brown pasta, brown rice, sweet potatoes, brown bread. Breakfast options, I'll talk you through. It will be eggs, porridge, whole grain toast, overnight oats, something like that. A snack will be fruit, uh, nuts, seeds, 
Uh, the portion for your nuts is your palm size, obviously. Lunch, if you're going to the local deli, go for a brown, so brown roll, brown wrap, uh, something like that. And then go for your protein and your color. So meat and then color. And have some mayonnaise, go for it. Snack in the afternoon and then dinner uh, after that. If your dinners are, are kind of um, carb-laden dishes, uh, the likes of bolognese or something like that, load up on your bolognese, there's lovely lean protein in there. And still, you're looking for a quarter or a little bit more of your carbohydrate source. Carbohydrates are amazing. They're so important. They're so healthy and so brilliant. Excess carbohydrates, not so much. And we live in a society that generally has too much carbohydrates going on for general population. If you are a marathon runner, you're a little bit different. But for across the board, a quarter of the plate in terms of carbohydrate three times a day is exactly what you should be having. The other key thing around food is that you don't apply any restriction. If someone tells you you can't have something, that's all you'll ever want. It makes no sense. So therefore, uh, a non-restrictive diet as part of this reset is what you should be looking at to do. Never take any, have your takeaway, but enjoy it. Have it once a week as opposed to seven days a week. Uh, have your glass of wine or two glasses of wine and enjoy them. So the key thing, what you're, the key thing is that moderation is key. And it's my underlying uh, tip when it comes to food. It's all about moderation. Never cut anything out because cutting things out is no crack and life is far too short. It is not healthy to cut them out. And if someone is pushing a restrictive way of eating on you, just go somewhere else and spend your money absolutely elsewhere. Uh, the final tip then for food is water. We talked about it all the time and people talk about it. The key thing for water is the visualization of it. We talked about that earlier in terms of looking at things. Gla no one remembers how many glasses of water they had a day, ever. I've yet to meet anyone who actually remembers it correctly. Got a large bottle of water in the morning, roughly two liters, fill it in the morning and have it gone by the time you go to bed. If you don't like water, you can flavor it yourself. You can add in cucumber or mint or fruit or you know any of those are absolutely perfect. But it's that visual indicator that gets you through it. The test for hydration, if you need to drink more or less water, is the color of your urine. And everyone gets kind of embarrassed about that, but that's just what it is. Uh, you'll notice when you get up in the morning, it's very deep in color, yet it's clearer as the day goes on. So the key thing is clear or close to clear in terms of urine color means you're, you're fairly well hydrated. That's the food piece, not rocket science. It's balance. It's eating every three hours. It's that 80-20. It's just a balanced approach to resetting and to helping you get your goals. The key thing is that it's, anything we've talked about, it's slow and steady for progress. Rapid results don't really happen in the real world unless you're on some restrictive diet to make them happen. Unless you have a lot of weight to lose, that can be different. And even then, it doesn't happen rapidly and it really shouldn't. It should be balanced and it should take time. From the movement perspective, the gyms are packed uh, in September because they're full of people going to classes they don't enjoy and they don't last. They are four-week gym members because then they eventually will fall off the wagon because they'll hate the class or they won't like the instructor or they won't like the movement or it's at the wrong time. From your movements, just surround it with stuff that you like, that you, stuff that you like to do, stuff that's fun, that's fun but challenging. If it doesn't challenge you, it is not exercise. Listen, take that in. If you're not challenged by it in some way, shape or form, it's not exercise. It's movement, but not exercise. The strolling v walking video I did on Instagram recently got a huge amount of traction. I very simply said that strolling and walking are two very different things. Strolling is low intensity movement. Walking is challenging where you're slightly out of breath, but can still have a conversation just about. That's really important. Whatever exercise you do, 
make it one that challenges you and then you're winning because you're going to get the benefits about, from it, from endorphins, from muscle change, uh, physical change, uh, the appearance, clothes feeling better because you're challenged. And it doesn't matter what the sport is. There is no one fantastic exercise. The fantastic exercise is the one that you like and it's the one that you enjoy. So find it and keep researching it until you find it. But don't sign up to Billy's Boot Camp for four weeks and you hate Billy and you hate the boot camp because there's no fun there. You do need to have resistance training that is important. At least one session a week where you're lifting a weight or you're lifting weights in some shape or form. We've talked about weight training before. I, I, it's the best exercise for aging health because we lose our muscle mass as we get older. So we need to learn to do a little bit more resistance work. But the main thing in exercise is fun, fun, fun and challenging. You do need to increase your general daily movement. That's your strolling concept. And then have your exercise in on top of it. A lot of information in, the in these kind of episodes. I tend to talk a lot uh, and sometimes quite quickly when I get excited. But we've looked at the food. We've looked at the vision boarding. We've looked at the, the, the why and the goal setting. And the final bit really is that you have to realize that it's hard and it's going to be hard. And that's okay. That it should be the, the small step approach to health because that's how to do it properly. It should be uh, balanced in terms of having the fun, but also eating healthy and getting well. You should track it, track something, whether it's your food, whether it's your weight, weight not so much, but your muscle and your body fat. That's important when it comes to weight. You don't track weight on its own. You look at muscle and fat. You look at your waistline or inches generally, just track something. It could be how long it takes you to walk to the shop. Make, get, get faster at it. How long it takes to, to, get up the stair, to walk up the stairs before you get out of breath. Just chat some tangible monitor that you can uh, come back to. Say, you know what? I have progressed. And the progression is absolutely crucial. Uh, and then the last bit is just a little bit of self-love because it's life's hard. And everyone finds it hard. There's no one who jumps out of bed in the morning and nails it every single day. They make it look easy, but it's not. Everyone has something going on. Everyone is dealing with stuff and pressure and stress. So a little bit of compassion to yourself is important that it it's okay to feel challenged. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But as part of this September, when you're looking to get back on track, just do your best because your best is all you'll ever can, you can ever do. And it's absolutely good enough. That idea of perfection never really exists Apply the principles that we chatted through. There's nothing rocket science in it. If you go back to the podcast library, you will find some specific top tips, apps that we've done for weight loss or for fat loss, or they're very specific. For this episode, we wanted to deliver something that would guide you back on track after the summer, make you feel good about the summer that you've had, but also showing you the simple way to get back on track properly and to reset properly this September so that you're not making the mistakes again that you have made before. As ever, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Try those tips. Let's get back on track. You've had the crack. You've had the fun. Use your the, the, the vision boarding, the why and the tips that we put together to get back on track properly this September. As ever, you know where we are, realhealth at independent.ie. If you have any episode suggestions, do send us an email and we'll do some research and we'll see who, who we can find to talk to the uh, talk to us about it. Uh, at Carl Henry PT on Instagram is my Instagram and there's lots of content on there too. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. It's long ago. Have a great day. <laughs>